Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jason Lankemmer, president of At6 Design Build in San Francisco. Email is the default communication tool in business. There's no denying that. But there's good reason to expand beyond email for your internal team communication. Jason is here to share how taking that step can enhance your teamwork, reduce the noise of email, and strengthen your company culture. And we'll hear all about it in just a minute. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Howdy ho. How are you doing over there, Mark? I'm doing well. Glad to be back in the studio. Back in the studio. Feels pretty good. It does. And you know what? I'm excited about um, today's episode because it highlights an opportunity that has been handed to us on a silver platter with our current situation. Necessity is the mother of invention, right? I think, yes, that's very true. And I think there's a little bit, another part of that quote that I don't know. But. I don't know it either, but I know that it's a horrible thing that's going on. It's really putting a burden on a lot of people, but you got to put on kind of your, you know, detach yourself from it a little bit and see that this is an opportunity for improvement. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to get better at some things. You're going to get leaner on some things. And and I think this is something that's huge that's coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. So I'm excited to welcome our guest today. So shall we dive in? We shall. Jason Langkammer is a licensed architect, general contractor, and founder of At6 Design Build in San Francisco, California. At6 combines a full-service architecture firm with an in-house construction team to bring whole project accountability and an exceptional customer service to larger, more complex residential projects normally served by the design-build Design bid build model. Now, Jason's amazing team is the main reason that At6 revenue has grown 150% over the past three years. In the city with the first shelter in place order in the nation, it was critical to keep the team communicating effectively when face to face communication was not possible. Jason chose to get their team off email for their internal communication, and it's reaped rewards far beyond what was anticipated. Welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, Jason. Thanks very much. Excited to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. You know, you volunteered to do this, and it's such an important topic right now because we have to figure out how to do things differently, right? Absolutely. And and this really was, I mean, we are relatively new into this. It's a, you know, something I've been thinking about for a long time, but the coronavirus just, you know, pushed us in that direction, and I'm amazed at how quickly we have seen rewards beyond just, you know, communicating when we're not face-to-face. Well, I'm look, looking forward to learning more about that. But tell me, why? what do you even mean by get off email? So, yeah, so, I mean, email, as, as Mark said in the intro, is, is the default uh, method of communication uh, in business. And it's probably not going away 100%, right? We're going to use it. Um, getting off email for internal communication, though, helps you separate kind of the importance of internal team communication with all of the other communication that we have. You know, email has, you've got clients emailing, you've got team, you know, team members emailing, you've also got spam, you've got, you know, um, you know, campaign things coming in, you've got coronavirus alerts from every other company. So it's just, it's really noisy. And 
Um, and it, it, you know, there, I, I found that for me, I would lose, um, I would lose, uh, questions from, from my team in all of that noise. Okay. And that was the worst thing. You know, the team doesn't, they need quick feedback and it's short feedback. It only takes me two minutes to answer a question, but it slows them down for an hour or two if I don't get to it. Right. No kidding. So there's, there are other options for communicating. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, again, we're, our, our office is two blocks from the Twitter headquarters. You know, ah. so, and obviously in, you know, in San Francisco, technology and different apps, you know, there's an app for that kind of attitude, right? Um, is, you know, there, there are lots of different options for internal communication. We're not the only, even in our roundtable, um, you know, group, there's other, there's other people that have gotten off email as well. Um, so it's, you know, it, it is, it is technology, right? There's Basecamp, there's, we use Slack, um, there's hip chat. I think even I've heard that remodels advantage is sort of off email for internal communication yep. in some respects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's a lot teams. of options there. Mm-hmm. For me, it was more about how do you not sort of add another app, right? Okay, right. now I have email and I have something else. Right? Yes. And and you you really you don't want to to just sort of have an app for communicating with your design team and then an app communicating with your construction team, i.e., you know, builder trend we use, which has a lot of functionality. So it's you know, we've gone through it too. But I want to know about your experience and it's it's a it's a it's sort of a big decision to go off of email. It can be, you know, really can cause some chaos for a while. How did you go about it? How how did you choose what you chose? And then how did you go about getting the team to buy in and embrace this new way of communicating? It's a good question cuz that was the that was sort of the fear that I had not jumped in for a long time. Um, I had heard about Slack, uh, which is which is one of these that isn't trying to be like a project management platform. It's not move all of your you know all of your communication, all of your to do lists, all of your assignments. You know, it's there's Trello, Jira, all these other versions which are are trying to be they're trying to get you everything onto their platform. Slack's a little different. It's a communication. It, it, they what they do well is communicate but then they they integrate other apps into it. So we can be in Monday, which is an app that we use for our design team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for our construction team. We use it for a design team. And I can integrate Monday. So anytime there's an update in Monday, it goes straight into that Slack channel. And I'll explain you know, how it works. Um, but Slack was like, we do communication well. And if you want to be in some other app for the other things that you do, we can integrate with that. Now they don't integrate, integrate with every single app in the world, but it's a huge list. It's actually really helpful. I mean, even email, like, so even email, if I had an email that I, that a client sent and said, Hey, you know, we have this question and we wanted to talk about it as an internal team. I, you just move the email into Slack, have the conversation and then decide who's going to respond to the email if that's part of the conversation. And then you come back into email and send that out to the client. And so it's, it's really seamless. You don't have to start something in Slack saying, oh, hey, remember that email they sent, you know, later earlier today? Well, this is what we should talk about. You know, you literally bring that email in. It's right there in Slack. So um, so that's why we chose Slack. Um, as far as the, you know, launching into it, um, they suggested just get on it for 72 hours. Just bring your team in for 72 hours. Um, and so I, I can't remember the timing of it. We shut down on a, you know, a Monday. And I think by the following Monday, I had a, an, we had a, our first um, Zoom, you know, company meeting. And I said, hey, I'm going to try, we're going to try this new thing. 
that was Monday. I said, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, let's get it all on your computers, all on your phones. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all communication in Slack. And we literally have never looked behind. Oh, my. That was yeah. easy then, huh? It was really easy. And I think the reason why it was easy is, well, besides it's, it's very um, if, you know, easy to use, but it's not trying to do too much. It's really simple in its, in its concept. Okay. All right. Great. So you talked a little bit about how they differ from email. So what have been some of the results you have seen? So the way, so particularly the way that, that Slack differs and, and a lot of these um, differs from email is when you want to send an email about a project to, to some team members, you're the first thing you think about is who am I sending this to? Who am I copying? Mm -hmm. Who needs to be copied? Who doesn't need to be copied? <laughs> and so you're already kind of reducing the transparency of that message, which can be helpful because I don't need to know, you know, whether somebody's going to be five minutes late to a meeting that I'm not going to. Right. Right. At the same time, there's things that my team will talk about, which I want to know about because I might need to step in and, and redirect. Um, or at least give them a warning or sort of, you know, say, hey, maybe you want to phrase this differently when talking to the client. And, and it's really all about training, too. I mean, as part of that, I need to be there so that they they learn to do better. Um, so the way Slack works is is I mean, it's kind of like you use hashtags. I mean, it's very much like, you know, Twitter and Instagram and things where there's these channels that you talk about uh, where you talk about in, information. And so there's a channel for um you know, a, a pro per project in the design, like early design, there'll be a channel for that. Um, where it really starts to help the transparency is say, we change that channel. So, you know, we have this whole um, thread of conversations during design, and then we'll move it to another channel during handover. And so anytime you have a channel there, well, there are public channels and private channels, which I can get to in a minute, <laughs> but, but it's not, you're not choosing who to copy. People can opt and in, opt into that channel. So, for example, my superintendent might be interested in the big project we're designing that he knows he's going to be working on six months down the road. Right. And he can he can sort of you know be part of that channel, listen to you know quote unquote listen to it um, without really needing to um, to be part of it. Jason, do you only use it for internal, or can you use it for clients and that type of thing as well? I believe you can. I know in when we, we did use Basecamp a number of years ago and we started bringing clients into that and it, we either didn't do it smartly, we didn't do it right, it didn't really work. Um, and so at this point, I've heard, I mean, I, even on my last roundtable meeting, we heard that other there's other roundtable teams that have a Slack channel for that team, which is obviously, or sorry, for that roundtable, which is obviously outside of their organization. Um, we don't use it there. I. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the purity of kind of keeping internal communication um, separate from external. Mm -hmm. And and one of the one of the byproducts for me as a sort of manager owner is that I can keep an eye on everything. Um, and as I said, you know, answer things quickly. Um, having a separate platform. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my computer and there's a little red dot on the Slack, the Slack window. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. That means that somebody has actually asked me a question. They put my name in their question, which means I, it alerts me. And so I can be very aware of that. I can look at the Slack app and know if I'm being asked a question. And it doesn't mean I have to filter through emails. It's just that little dot. And I look at it and then I know I, I should respond. And I can, you know, I'm be much more timely in my response than filtering through a bunch of emails.
Are you worried about the future of your business? Are you stuck and unsure about what step to take next? Do you have any doubts about your ability to lead through this crisis? Whether it's business, finance, or production, we have the experienced professional coaches standing by to help you and your team battle through these uncertain times. To learn more about our coaching program and to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our head coach, Doug Howard, visit remodelercoach.com today. Now back to the show. I've got two structural, structural questions for you. The first one is, I have found that while we have managed to get 90% of our communication onto Teams, we use Microsoft Teams, we're a Microsoft company as a rule, Outlook and all that, but, ever, but we still have the other one going. Did you cut it off and say, from this point forward, you do not use email, you only use Teams? Yeah. We did. I mean, that was the 72 hour sort of challenge was let's do it. And I, I, you know, there's redirects I still have to do. But again, the integration is great. I'll get an email from somebody saying, you know, hey, I have this question and I will maybe it's passive aggressive. I don't know. (laughs) I will I will move that that email over to the Slack channel and respond in the Slack channel. So it's just a quick little redirect. I see. um, And that integration really helps helps do that. Um, The nice thing about about and I don't know how Teams works. Um, I don't think Basecamp was like this. I mean, we used a version of Basecamp that was you know a few years ago. Um, but the sort of in like we have you know friend, people in our company are friends and they text each other and it, not necessarily even professionally. You know, it could be personal. Um, but they have direct messages in Slack, which work just like text. So ideally, they're sort of bringing their whole. You know, it, it, it's helpful not just for me or for the people the manager level who who are uh, wanting to make sure they kind of control the, the, um, the communication, but for even friends, you know, yeah. the designers that want to talk about their weekend, they can do it in Slack and they're in one platform for that, com- that communication as well. Okay. My second structural question had to do with something that we st- struggled with a bit and it has to do with the setting up the organization of the platform. We team has channels like Slack does. It also has chat, which is more real time stream of consciousness mm-hmm. and trying to figure out the structure and who has authority to create teams and all of that stuff. How did you deal with that? That's a good question. And I don't, you know, I, I think we maybe stumbled upon something that works for us right now, but that's also going to um, evolve. And that's part of, I think, the nature of it. Um, my experience with, in, again, in particular with Slack, my wife uses it for her work. Um, I have a, a, we have a very close uh, family friend who uh, is a huge champion of it in his work. And he was one who kind of, I I had been having conversations with him, like, hey, is this something we should do? He was kind of my coach, right? My uh-huh. mentor, if you will, <laughs> in, in going ahead and making the jump. Um and so, you know, talking through people that have used it before and what works and what doesn't work. But honestly, I did. I had to sit down and create all these channels for our company. And I created, the, I named them, you know, three different times. I said, you know, it did take me some, t- some time, but specifically the project, um, you know, how, the, the life, lifeline of a project, um, you know, you start with, we do a two-phase design. We do a feasibility study up front. And then if they want, they can move on to the next step, which is the design build. And so then you get in design development. 
And then we created it. So the idea is that it's not just the Jones project that has this long thread throughout the whole project. It's Jones feasibility. And then we close that channel and go into D Jones design development. And then we go into Jones handover, which really then is when both teams start to get invo uh, involved. And then it goes to Jones construction. So we have sort of four, um, four, uh, 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 phases in our Slack communication. I see. But we also, you know, anyone can create a channel. It's not, I don't control it. Um, no, we have a small, you know, we have eight person team. So it's not like, you know, if we were a thousand person organization, right. like you really have to keep it, you know, keep it under wraps. But um, the naming convention is really all that I wanted to make sure. So we have, you know, team dash design construction leadership, right? We have project underscore name underscore feasibility you know so it, it, there is some um there is some methodology to it um but but there's also you know parents of at six there's pets <laughs> of at six right there's there's random you know that's you know yeah. is, is um there's help there's a slack help channel right so there's a one channel that's like if you're having if you're struggling with something um you know you can go on this channel and people can help you out with so uh it, it doesn't it doesn't need to be perfect i think is also uh, part okay. of it um, yeah, that's and helpful and and as the team sort of uses learns to use it together on the same pace, I think we can all, uh, we all are gonna, you know, it, it will evolve, but but it it seems to be really really working well. That's great. So no looking back from your point of view. Exactly. Has there been any downside at all? Um, it's hard to to separate the downside of using it using this sort of platform from the downside of just not being together. I think honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, it, it, when we get back in the office, I could see us, you know, potentially being some backsliding, but there's no real other opportunity for us to have water cooler conversations. Um, it's all taking place in, you know, in, in this platform at this point. But the backsliding won't be going back to email. You know, it's, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't I think so either. That. It might be talking think, to one another and not getting those notes documented. Yeah. I mean, one of the major parts that we all struggle, or we all probably struggle with as a design build firm is we have really two separate teams and the communication, I mean, a, the handover for me has always been, well, for everyone has always been a struggle. You spend, in our case, you know, months of design work and conversations with client and getting to know them. So our design team has sort of memorized the whole project in, in one respect. And then you're supposed to put together a binder and have a meeting and hand it over to somebody else who's going to build it and impart all of that wisdom to them. Like, it's just not, it's not possible. Um, so this, the idea of having a handover, you know, an open conversation that, that the superintendent project manager can be looking, can be, you know, listening to the design dialogue at a time when they're kind of leading up to that project, they can start to really embed that in a slower way that may be a deeper yeah. understanding of the project. Right. Um, so that's really, I think, you know, we're again, we're just getting work sort of have our first handover channel, like, but I see at least the interest from the design from the, from the construction team trying to get to know the projects earlier than we're we would normally um, tell them and, and, and let them know. Mm -hmm. um, the other the other part that I really find great is, you know, clients change their mind. We're not the kind of we don't we don't have everything decided before we get into construction. And one of the big projects and problems we have found is we'll, there'll be a clients will say, Hey, you know, we're thinking about maybe changing this aspect of the design and, but we're not sure what the answer is yet. 
we don't necessarily want to tell the superintendent like, hey, stop working, right? Stop working on this. And so we want to, which we, we work as a design team trying to figure out the answer before we give it to them. And oftentimes that doesn't really work out. Like the, the superintendent has already built something and then we're like, oh, we got to undo that. And so the idea that the superintendent can, we have a, a platform of communication that is separate from us sending him a drawing that says this is how to do it or us sending an RFI or something you know, on, on Builder Trend that, that sort of is a final decision where he can kind of get the sense that there, you might be talking about, hey, that, that niche in the shower, we might move it to the other wall. And then he can decide amongst himself whether he wants to hold off on framing that or right. go ahead and frame it knowing that he might need to change it without us having to like direct micromanage something like right. that. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a really big benefit, I would think. Is anyone using yeah. it as an archival type history? Yeah, so so the the way again kind of closing down these channels. So you do a feasibility study, you move into design development, you can archive that channel so you can go back to it if you need to, mm -hmm. but it it then goes away from you know what you're looking at every day on on the screen. Um one of the one of the um uh, practices that we we need to work on is sort of how do what do you do when you close that you know do you bring some major elements and have it be the first message in the next phase is uh, communication and so those are things we're we're evolving and working on. Mm -hmm. Well, I only got one last question for you, Jason. Are you ready What's for the that? lightning round? <laughs> uh, of course I am. <laughs> and now here's the Remodelers Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? I'm not sure if it's absolutely my favorite business book, but I have to give credit to Traction for being the biggest difference maker in our company. If you didn't own a design build firm, what do you think you'd be doing? Probably traffic engineer. That'd be a good one in your neck of the woods too, right? Yeah. What are you not very good at? Uh, this came up last week in, in a review that I just got called on. I'm not very good at giving specific praise as much as I'm giving good at giving specific constructive criticism. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Probably my car. What's your favorite movie? Oh, gosh. That's a good one. I'm going to say Remains of the Day. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous? Uh, I yes, I was told I looked like um, Robin Williams when he was Popeye. Oh yes, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's a good one. Oh great. Well, Jason, this has been really interesting, and I've learned a lot that we can put in place in our teams. Um, so that's great. Thank you so much for being here. But before I let you go, I want you to share your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. So my five words are keep grinding, you'll get there. Um, and this really came up again. Our, we, we just recently had our spring roundtable meeting and there were a number of people, probably including myself, who who came sort of looking for a silver bullet. Like, hey, what can I do to marketing to really just just spring me forward? And as as they talked, they sort of knew they knew what they needed to do. And it was just about sort of like, ah, you know, I just want that answer that gets me there. And Everyone, I think, you know, a lot of people have trust your instincts and just you got to keep working. You know, it's kind of like getting out of debt. There's no mm -hmm. there's no special thing. You just got to keep working and be disciplined. And so um, 
So, yeah, keep grinding. All right, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, you know, it's wonderful, wonderfully generous of you. So thank you for being here. And we'd love to have you on again sometime. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. It was fun. All right. Stay safe. So I think that was really interesting, you know, and I think that people just have to realize that they're going to have to embrace technology as we go forward. It's just, it's been, everybody's using it. People are getting used to it. People are going to demand it. It 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 is, it's like any new thing, it's hard to get used to, especially when you're used to the way things always have been, right? But mm-hmm. um, it's been tough for me to get off of email a little bit. I mean, fortunately, these platforms make it, for the most part, very intuitive and, and easy to to get into. I mean, I was probably the most resistant to teams around here just mm-hmm. because, I don't know, it just seemed like extra steps in right. my day. One more thing. Right, mm-hmm. just one more thing I got to learn, one more thing I got to figure out, and I don't have time for that. But you know what? It's great. And the speed of it is so much faster than email. I mean, you literally can just ping somebody and, and you're getting responses pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The thing I think we have to we have to do and people that move to this should do is follow Jason's advice about 100%. Move to it 100%. I think that's going to be key. Now, other people may find that they can do a mixture, but I can see the benefit of that. Keeping your internal communications or whatever people you decide on that channel. And I've, I've been guilty of switching back and forth myself. Yeah, well, when, if, you, I'm if there's an that. exception to the rule, then th- there is no rule. So right. you, you get you get yourself in a in a jam pretty quick because right. then you got a couple. You have a small faction that are doing one way, right. and another faction doing another, and and it just devolves quickly. That's right. So guess what? We've got a new rule coming up. Woohoo! Great. <laughs> well, I always use email. I mean, come on, that's how you communicate well, you outside. Use- Yes, to I other call, people, to other people. I just called myself them. today, though. Actually, I had just finished. I sent Dave an email. And just after I hit send, I thought, ah, I should have put that in Teams chat. Oh, well. Yep. <laughs> but We're getting there. We're we'll getting get there. there. It's a journey, right? It's habits. Habits are hard to break. Well, again, Jason's a generous roundtable member, and we appreciate him very much for doing it. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. Well, that's a good one. That was a good one, and we want to thank all of you for being here with us week after week, and uh, we look forward to having some more interesting guests to bring to you. So I'm Victoria Downing. And I'm Mark Harari. Thanks for being here. Bye. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.